Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Neighbors invited us to a cookout that starts at 1. I don't know how long it goes to. And now he's going to be late to it. (laughs) If not, I'm going co-hogging hopefully later. You don't have to put that in. (laughs) Week 1 is here. Week 1 is finally here. Off Day Podcast. Hold on, hold on. Start that again. No days off. No days off. No days off. No days off. This is the Off Day Podcast. <laughs> with Andy Hart. No, that's a really interesting point. Andy. This microphone week. put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> no, I think I said that, Andy. And Ryan Hannibal. Oh, what's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal. Hannibal. Mister.comer on weei.com. Week one is here. Finally, off day podcast, regular season edition. And this is the real off day because the Patriots are actually off on Tuesday. Yes, we're getting into regular season mode. But before we get there. We need to talk about the roster that goes into the regular season. That we do. And that is why we're here, right? That's why we're doing this podcast. We'll actually have another one this week. Two episodes coming at you. Damn right, because we will preview Sunday Night Football, Steelers, Patriots, the real opener. Not that stupid Thursday night game between the Packers and Bears that no one really gives a rat's ass about. I kind of wish the Patriots were playing on that Thursday. Me too. too. I like that free weekend. (laughs) Exactly. Plus, they're the defending champions. It's a better game. Oh, for sure. Uh, Brady, Roethlisberger, Patriots, Steelers. Imagine how many rings would be in that stadium. But yeah. no, we got to watch Aaron Rodgers and his stupid stash against Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, everyone's going to watch that game, so that NBC doesn't well, yeah. care. They're, they're going to get the ratings regardless. Damn but right. I'll be watching. Even yes. though I'm bitching about I, the game, will, I'll be watching. Too. Yes. I might go to bed at halftime, though. Yeah. Maybe if it's, if it's a good game, you'll stay. What was that noise? I don't know. <laughs> Tim Allen from Home Improvement. We're going to start doing sound effects in our Yeah, room. maybe I'll get into that. Okay, let's get to the roster. Go. Uh, Andy did, nailed it. Gunner's on the roster. He certainly But he is. was almost not on the roster, just like Andy predicted. It couldn't have worked out any better for you. Yeah. Suck it, Dale and Keith. Suck it. All right. Wait, 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 what the stop. hell? So now Gunner's on the team and he's Edelman? Uh, yes. The most interesting roster move in recent years. Yeah. Gunner Olszewski was told late morning that he was being released. Yep. Then went to Jake Bailey's house to watch a little Stanford Northwestern. Was sort of sulking and it was pretty quiet, according to Jake Bailey. And then he got another phone call. The greatest phone call of his life, which he was told he was on the roster because Keon Crossan had been traded 
to the Houston Texans. So we now know for this year anyway who the 53rd and 54 players were on the roster, right? Maybe. Keon Cross was 53 when he got traded. Not necessarily. Okay, explain why. Because Feel our first fight coming. What if he was 47? You don't know that, that he was 53. If he was 40, he could be anywhere between 40 and... He was asked to leave the roster. Like, they got rid of him. But they got something for him. It's like they cut him. So you're arguing that he was the 53rd... So they just got an offer from Houston they just couldn't turn down for this highly sought-after player. Yeah. Their 17th corner and 18th special You could say he was their last... I'm in a mood. He was their last cornerback on the depth chart. Yeah, I know for a fact he was because he's barely a corner. Right, he's more of a against the backups against the Giants. Yeah. Giving up big plays left and right. Oh, then he had pass defenses later in the game he, he, when he was covering he seventh string rookie tight ends out of Monmouth. Do you think that they sort of, I mean, they got rid of Duke Dawson earlier. Do you think they got rid of their young cornerbacks? Maybe like they shouldn't have traded both those players away? No, I'm fine with it. Neither of them was ever going to contribute at cornerback for the New England Patriots. Maybe not this level. year. What about down the road? No, I haven't seen I don't know. Sort of all of a sudden after this, after the next couple of years, you're sort of left with not much at that position. I thought J.C. Jackson's a budding all-pro and okay. Stephon Gilmore's still under contract. No, I know so that. I have two number one corners. But, okay. I think I'll do okay finding a backup. I'm just saying. for the. It seemed like this position was set. See, you're the, falling in line with conventional wisdom. Oh, knee, they might be in trouble. Could go from depth to weakness very soon. I'm not saying if that. If Stephon Gilmore's still an all-pro yeah, Still a starter, that. you're fine. I'm not arguing that. How about Joan argu- Williams? You don't know what you have in him. He already has looked better looks and better done more safety. than Duke Dawson. Yeah, for He's sure. He's looked better at corner. Yeah, Duke Dawson. Okay, Duke Dawson. So now right. we have three corners on the depth chart for next year. Good. I'm start. not even talking about next year. Let's focus on this year, please. All right, I guess this is, we're going off off track. Um, off track and off topic on the well, off day podcast. So Gunner makes the roster. You were right. Gunner, going to return punts. Gunner return punts, because that's really what he is at this point. But, well, yeah. Like, really, what is he? Uh, punt return. That's, like, it. Yeah. And that's not I'm great. also wondering, by the way, if they got an inkling that maybe he wouldn't get through That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I think he would have, because as much as we like to promote these stories, at, you know, we get so fixated on our little right. world. The rest of the league doesn't know that. The and rest- there's also a guy like this on every team. Yeah. There's some guy who returned punts and looked pretty good and looked there's slippery some and made some guys miss. star. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Blah, blah. Yeah, I keep bringing up the guy... That was with the Browns that lied his way into the tryout, oh, yeah, yeah, that whole yeah. thing. There's all these stories around the league, but I think he's going to return punts. I had said to you, I don't know if I said it on here, but there was a chance he goes to the practice squad and then they sign him some Saturday to return punts in the game and he right. does one of those roster games all year I long. I also wouldn't be surprised if he has more of a role at special teams, like does kick off. Oh, yeah, kick I think off, he could return punt. kicks and punts. Yeah. And then the first time the ball bounces off his face, he'll be cut. Like Riley McCarron was last exactly. year. Exactly. Because it matters. And but then, for the here and for the now, it's a good story. He lived a roller coaster and it ended on do you an think office, he, he says. Do you think he sticks the whole season? I know it's long term, but... Can I get a little off topic for real quick? Sure. So he said it was a roller coaster and it ended on an up. It, hit a, it was a roller coaster. But on a roller coaster, isn't the best part the down? Like, don't the roller coaster enthusiasts love going down that big drop? So yeah. Didn't it end on a down because it was positive? Yeah. Okay, but, go ahead. Sure, I guess you can have that. Also went into the whole thing is roller coaster one word or two. I believe it's two. Yeah, I went with two. Apparently in England it's it's one and what, here it's two. What does the AP style book say? I don't know. All right. I just went with whatever. We, we go, it was too I'll, late. I as long, as, long as we're entry. consistent, we'll, we'll just go uh, with two To be words. fair, I had to edit my story because I wasn't even consistent within the story. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's not good. Um, then the next move to come that just happened on Monday was Demarius Thomas re-signed after being cut Saturday, and then for the corresponding move, rookie Nikhil Harry to IR, which I think if you listen to this podcast, you already knew was coming. Yes, and it's I've seen comparisons, and I think it's good in one sense. Hopefully it's bad in another, but you know, Duke Dawson a year ago had a hamstring, not a season-ending thing, not no. even really a half-a-season type thing, no. but I actually... 
it's expected, first of all. We all knew De- Demarius Thomas was coming back. For sure. We all knew that Nikhil Harry was in a weird spot after missing three-plus weeks now to injury. Yeah, and even when he's – I think they've just, like, faked him being Oh, he's practice. been out there, but don't tell me he's been taking even, significant Even reps. before the, the fourth preseason game, he was on the field, but he wasn't doing anything. Right. You could tell he wasn't – he definitely wasn't going to play in the game. He and was, he's already he was way behind. There. He's out there for show. He's way behind. Yes. Because I, I, of all the days he's missed. I mean, Belichick wouldn't admit that yesterday or Sunday on a conference call, but he basically acknowledged if you're not at practice, you're falling behind. Right. And especially if you're a rookie. A rookie and a receiver. All players benefit from practicing. Otherwise, there would be no point in us doing it. With Learning the offense, building reps with Brady. So I actually, positive Andy, going to make an appearance. I think this is a good thing. I think yeah. this, he has been not quite right the Since, entirety of the summer. Yeah. So go get healthy. Take a deep breath, grab your head, and stop it from spinning. Learn the offense. Right, because he can still be in the meeting. Watch Demarius Thomas. Right. Watch Josh Gordon. And when you get your chance to get back out there, make sure you're ready to go. I think it's whatever you need to do. Make sure whatever it is, six weeks he can practice, eight weeks he can come up. When you're ready, make sure you are legitimately ready. And then the flip side of that is, you have a bunch of aging receivers. Who knows who's dinged up midseason? Right. And Josh Gordon, we know his story. Who knows right. where he is in two months? So I actually am going to paint this as a positive. I think had you pushed him out there and said, I need you to still contribute, I need you to take reps, I think it would have been just snowballed. Negative, I agree. negative. Now, because he looked terrible even in drills, like I square say terrible. drill. Oh, I would say terrible. He was dropping passes he was dropping in skeleton. Passes. He was dropping passes with no coverage. Because he was thinking too much. Exactly. All of that can press the re- reset button. Remember the old games on Nintendo where you press the reset button yeah. before it counted your victory or your loss? Did that all the time. Press the reset button on this for yeah. Nikhil Harry. Reset and start over and win this time when you get back. Now, I'll take the counter, the negative. You always do. Um, let's just say Demarius Thomas, all of a sudden the Achilles isn't what we what he thinks it is, and he's you know can't play week two, week three. What if Josh Gordon, something happens and he's Wait, no longer on the roster? Deepest, most talented receiving core in the NFL, I've heard. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Uh, It's a nice story. It'll be bad, but much like I don't think all the what-ifs will turn out positive, to give them, you know, 3,000-yard veteran receivers or anything stupid like that, they won't all go negative either. Right. One might go bad, one might go good. You always have Julian Edelman. Which the what if with him is he's thirty three and could fall off the map? I understand. He that. just you know he coming off the thumb injury. We had that scare on Thursday. Well, tell him night. not to shove anybody when he gets up after putting the ball on the ground anymore. Why was he playing? Yeah, I have no idea. Him like I could sort of see Demarius Thomas and Josh Gordon playing. I don't like any of them. It worked out for all of them. I think not Edelman. It was fine. He didn't get hurt. He put a dip in and had watch the rest <laughs> of the game. He was fine. <laughs> and it actually swayed me that. Demarius Thomas has more left than I maybe thought. Yeah, I'm saying for him it but was beneficial. For the, the for three Edelman of them, I don't see the point. I think it could the risk reward. The risk was far greater than the reward, especially with Stidham at quarterback. It wasn't Tom Brady or yep. anything. I can't answer it. I got nothing. But football it worked, players it play football. It worked out for Demarius can't put Thomas. Him in bubble wrap, you know. It worked out for Demarius Thomas though. Don't be distracted with people walking by the window. Jesus, I'm not, focus, no. focus on you're the, the one show who, at hand. You're the one who, who <laughs> steered off topic. Um, so I, th- I think this receiver situation will. Ebb and flow as the year goes on. I do not think you're going to be right. You're not going to be one of those teams where Edelman gets targeted 150 times, Gordon is there all year and is targeted whatever, and they fall in like nice easy slots week to week. There'll be times where you'll probably have to turn to Philip Dorsett, which you think is a bad thing. I don't think. I think those are weeks where you need to turn to the defense to say, "Hey guys, you got got to not let up any points this week because we're not going to score as much." Philip Dorsett's the focal point of the offense. He'll never be the focal point, but he'll be he'll be asked to do more. You just painted a dire scenario. 
Yeah. Gordon's suspended and Achilles for Thomas is hurt and Edelman's thumb hurts. It's, it's, it's all Philip in play. Dorsett, hip, hip, hooray. It's all in play. It is all in play. But no, this will ebb and flow. And at some point, maybe it includes Nikhil Harry in the second half of the season. And maybe he's ready to contribute down the stretch and into the postseason. We'll see. The other thing is they don't it, it is the minimum is six, return to practice in six weeks and then come back after eight. They could say, hey, we're all set at receiver right now and maybe push that back a little right. bit to make sure he comes back fully, fully healthy. Or he may never come back. It's possible. There could Duke, be Duke other Austin injuries. never played last year. But there could also be, you know, Shaq Mason could get hurt or some player you know you want to, uh, Stephon Gilmore. You can only have two players right. come back off of iron. Anyone from here and now, there could be two guys just simply more important than Nikhil right. Harry. Right. And that could play out, but... Uh, I'm going to take the positive for now. It all falls into place. Demarius Thomas is back. Nikhil Harry gets a chance to catch his breath and get better. Now we get into the backup quarterback situation. Yes. Which has never been a situation, really. I don't think it has been either. Jared I mean, Stidham was drafted in the fourth round. He had an opportunity. He took the opportunity. He ran with it. And I think Brian Hoyer is I think the only way that Brian Hoyer would have stuck around is if Jared Stidham was just a trash. Fell on his face, right. Right. Fell on his face, and he did not. No, he... he in any way, actually. He probably... With your expectations, do you think he exceeded them going into the summer? Yes. I, I agree. Yes, I would definitely say he exceeded my expectations. I had some doubts and questions, some young, and he wasn't perfect. No. There's a lot of room for growth, but you saw enough where you said, I'm not keeping Brian Hoyer around. No. I'm already trading Keon Cross, and I'm already making maneuvers, you know, right. whatever, because of numbers. Um, and then Brian Hoyer, the interesting aspect of this to me is the Brian Hoyer has signed with the Indianapolis Colts. Yep. Three years, $12 million. No-brainer if... Nine million dollars. Well, you know what is no brainer? A trade. A million. No, a trade. For who? why did a trade? Both. Oh. That's what makes it a no brainer. Well, Bill Belichick, why didn't you get a draft pick? And Colts, why didn't you take a contract that doesn't include nine million dollars guaranteed? Well, for the Colts, they have all the money in the world. I don't think the money matters to them. So they just wanted to blowtorch it. I think that you know, one I of those flamethrowers like the A team. I think that maybe uh, you. Th- Belichick definitely better sound effects and posts, please. <laughs> Belichick definitely called around the league. For Brian Hoyer, but I think that but it was competitive to sign him. I thought Denver wanted him, and all these other teams wanted him. So well, how come he didn't trade they him? Could have made a better offer. How do you know what the offers were? Better than what? Anything. What if they were just like a six rounder, seventh rounder, conditional pick? Is better than cutting him? I guess. And I both guess. teams would benefit because they don't have to pay him the nine million dollars they had I to pay him. I think that the other teams run the league price feels off. a little bit like they did him a favor. I've seen a lot of people saying that. And oh, that it feels like they did him a favor, Brian. We're going to cut you. We're going to give you the respect of letting you pick where you land yeah. and making more money. Yeah, but also like so at the at the cost of doing what's best interest of the New England Patriots. I thought Bill always did what's in the best interest of the football team. I think they have a soft spot for Brian Hoare. You looked at how they ta- all talked about him last week. Joshua Daniels raved about him. Tom like Brady raved about him. Business making Bill business Belichick decisions based on soft spots. I love Brian Hoyer, and Brian's been great for us. He's great for Tom. Yeah, I think that. Happens. Now the flip side of that is, I could argue that it is in the best interest of the football team that a veteran feels like he left being treated fairly, and yeah. maybe you get a benefit down the road of how that. Yeah, well, plays itself let's, out. let's just say hypothetically that, I don't know, for whatever reason, the Colts cut Brian Hoyer and then the Patriots have a need, he could come back. But I even think beyond that, just the word could get out that oh, they that did the they, right thing. They, they, yeah. they helped a brother out, and maybe a different guy says, you know what, I like, you know when Michael Bennett got here late and he said how much he respects Bill now because he treated him as a man he, and was understanding, the, the excuse days. which yeah. was weird in and of itself. It still but kind of weird. Maybe there's something there, but Brian Hoyer... Good for him. You got nine million dollars, and yeah. guess what? You're going to start football games in 2019. You think Kobe so? Kobe Brissett is not starting year all year long. You don't think so? No. Why not? He stinks. How do you know that? I've watched him. How do you know that he hasn't improved? He hasn't. Have you been watching the Colts this summer? Yes, every single snap. 
I've been watching them too. He's, no, you haven't. You're full of fine. crap. You're lying. You called my bluff, but we're both lying. You're <laughs> yes, full of are. it. We are. I just have, I think Jacoby Brissett's gonna be fine. I think it makes no sense to play Brian. What Hoyer. is fine? An average quarterback. He's not gonna. He's kill, a below average. He's not gonna kill you. What's his record? I don't know. What is it? I don't know five and something. Okay, I, five I don't know. 13, I just I just think that he just has people gravitate. You know who else him. is a below average quarterback? Who? Brian Hoyer. <laughs> so we're arguing about Brian two Hoyer below average. Stinks. He stinks. Uh, so does Jacoby Brissett. No. All he needs to do is play more to prove it. Like I'd Hoyer rather has. have I'd rather have Jacoby Brissett playing my on my team. If you're the if you're the Colts, because you like him more, he's a nicer guy. I'll give you that. Yeah, but just from a, the entertainment standpoint, you want if you're the Colts. Watching the games, if you want watching to, you lose and a guy who's inaccurate least, and throwing it, behind people, you, no, because completes fifty something percent of his has passes. a chance to be the the Colts quarterback of the future. No, more, he doesn't. More than 0. Brian, 0. he is more than Brian Hoyer does. That's true because right. his is less than zero, so right. it's negative one to zero. So you have a young quarterback. You saw him play here in New England. Yeah, he stinks. That's why he was traded. He was going to be What's cut. A, what was his record here as a starter in New England? Uh, one and one. Uh, no, I believe he gets credit for the Miami game, so two and one. Sons of, no, he doesn't. I give him credit. No, you don't. That's not how it works. <laughs> I give him credit. No, you're putting something in front of me. What does this say? Jacoby Brissett's record, one and one. Okay. I was yeah. proving you right. Two and one. One and one. Two the and starter one. starter gets book. the win. Two and one. Brady in my beat book. the Chiefs on opening day in 2008. I guess. But, and, and the Ryan Hand. And the, and the Ryan Hand. You know who ranking? picks their own rules? Pro Football Focus. Don't be like Pro Football Focus. Well, on this, I'll make my own rules. He played more, more than, Jacob, than Jimmy Garoppolo did, so he gets the win. Jimmy Garoppolo was. Perfect in that game to start that game. He was, I know. So Jimmy Garoppolo won that game. Let's sure. move on. Um, okay, so the backup situation is set. Tom Brady gets to be the starter. Not only does Jarrett Stedham win the backup job, he's the scout team guy. He'll get a ton of reps on the practice good field. For his You're development. developing him for the oh my god, break class glass in case of emergency. Worst case scenario, Tom Brady's a free agent and leaves next spring. Not going to happen, but just in case. Do you think Brady at all is uh, a little ticked off that his friend Brian Hoyer is gone and now he's left he with is. the rookie? He's always whining about something. He's always sad about something. Oh, you traded Logan Mankins. I'm going to grow a beard. What are you going to do for Hoyer? Yeah, what's Shave he going to do? Yeah. Shave your head and go bald and wear. Is he going to protest to keep that locker there? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? But yeah, I'm sure he's a little upset, and I'm making fun of it. I understand it. You know, you work with somebody for a while, you like somebody, you don't want to see them lose their job, and you don't have to move on. But um, Do you think that this business. has the, the Garoppolo no. thing where he, there's the, no. that rivalry? Like, no? No, it's Brady different. Brady looks at it differently because The time is different. His contract is different. Stidham is different. Do you think Brady is going to go out of his way to help Stidham out? Uh, no. I don't either. I don't think Brady does that. He doesn't. That's not who he is. I think he goes out of his way to win, yeah. to be the best. And that's good enough for me. But he's not looking in the back of his mind being like, you know, I'm close to 45. This guy's around. He probably is going to replace me. Maybe I'll, no. I'll spend some extra time with him. That's not no. him. No. But I also don't think he's doing anything to adversely affect Stidham's no. development. Like no. stealing his playbook or something. No, I don't. I would hope He not. opens up his iPad and there's porn on it instead of the plays. I don't think Brady's doing that. It'd I would be funny, not. though, if you could do that. It'd be funny if he actually heard about it. Got to be a way. Um, tight end. Interesting you got position. a rundown in front of you. I like it. I do. Uh, the only two tight ends on the roster, Matt Lacoste, Ryan Izzo. Well, there's sort of four, but only two of them are allowed to do anything. <laughs> yes, Ben Watson's still in the equation. He's suspended until the, the dirtiest tight games. end room in football. You got four guys, two of them suspended <laughs> by then, the league. Um, Lance Kedricks, one game. Yes. Is he part of your plans, Lance Kedricks? No, I don't think so either. So why is he still here? I agree. I don't know. I feel like they should have let go of him. Maybe, maybe emergency they, scenario. Maybe they like him. But what if Izzo and Lacoste both blow their ACLs in the first right. game? Right. Ah, okay, now Kendricks is part of. Is Matt Lacoste even going to be able to play in Week One? I don't know. That's a great story. I mean, it's not. I I don't think it's ever happened recently, but they could definitely go into Week One with only one active tight end. Sure. Yeah. And have uh, what's his name? The big guy they traded from the uh, Cunningham? Cardinals. Cunningham will be like Corey the extra Cunningham? tackle, the blocker. Sure. 
Yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah, we should talk about the uh, Russ Bodine trade. All the trades in the offensive line. Completely. But the biggest one is Russ Bodine because, in my opinion, yeah. he'll be a starter by the end of September. I kind of get that sense as well. I mean, I think he that started 74 games in the National Football League. He Bill started Belichick every game he's him played in. One of our most experienced players right now. Well, he's not and wrong. Referenced him being, you know, a good starter, played some guard. And Ted Karras, everybody loves Ted Karras. I love Ted Karras. He's a nice guy. He is what he is. I think he's a good rotational he's backup. A, he's a good, solid backup to have, but he's not the guy that you want to start 16 games at center. That's how I feel. So, And Bodine didn't shy away from it. Bodine basically said yesterday when I asked him that, where were you? You, you weren't there. Where are you today? I'm right here, talking to you, working Where hard. will you be later today? Not here. Um, he said, you know, it is what it is. Everybody wants to play, but I'm going to get up to speed as fast as possible to contribute to this football team. And uh, I think that will probably happen. Late I think September, when, when Bill Belichick created for him, he had in mind that he would eventually be the starter. It was the perfect scenario. It's sort of what I wrote on our website yesterday or the day before um, that he got phased out because they went after Mitch Morris in Buffalo and gave him $44 million over four years. So, okay, you're not the starter anymore. You broke your leg last year. It's the only reason, t- reason you missed time in the NFL at all. Yep. And David Andrews goes on IR, gone for the season, Cannot we should come say. Back. Cannot come back. Real IR. And there's a starting job potentially open in New England. Boom, nice trade. Everybody's happy. Boom, boom, nice and easy. It's convenient how that worked out, especially for two division teams in the same division. Right. You usually don't see those trades, but it was just sort of a win. Sense. It was a yeah. win-win for both sides. Yeah, if you're going to cut him or whatever, what do you care if you send a center to New England? Now, If Lawyer you- Malloy and Drew Bledsoe can go to Buffalo, then Russ Bodine. And they have cut it to Russ, by the way, on his locker. Oh, it's Russ? It says Russ on his locker, so I'm calling him Russ, right. not Russell. Uh, Russ Bodine can play center in New England. Then there was other uh, moves on the offensive line as well. I don't even know how to pronounce this guy's name. Jermaine Elamnor. I don't think that's it, but Neither I don't have do a better I. version. Uh, he's Lumiere. He has some versatility as well. He can play on the inside and outside, yes. I believe. Supposedly. We'll see. They all say they have versatility. So, but they, and I guess we should note, too, that the rookie Froholt is on IR. He's done for the year, too. So they have two offensive linemen on IR, and I think you could make the argument that Cunningham was a replacement for, I guess, Dan Skipper. Well, really for, as Bill Belichick put it, uh, Veld here, who retired. That's true. And Schwenke, who retired. He said both those guys would have made the team. Right. They didn't have good enough interior or exterior exterior um, backups, so they went out and got better options. But they were actually cast-offs from other places. But you could make the argument that... Both places really didn't want them anymore. they've had other cast-offs that have succeeded in New England. They've also had other cast-offs who have failed in New England. These guys won't. What what offensive linemen have sort of not worked out? I'm sure I could find some if I looked. Sure, but I think the the big narrative is that Skarnakia can get the most out of these guys. And I am a believer in Scar. With Scar, you go far. That's his bumper sticker if he runs for president. Is it? Go far with Scar. Uh, You'll be fine. You'll get them guys together. Now, I'm a little concerned... Because this is um, taking focus away from, you already have Isaiah Wynn at left tackle. And he's shown some nice stuff, but he's still a question mark. He's yes. still a rookie, hasn't started in the NFL. He's never played an tackle. NFL game. Right. You don't know what he is. So there's questions there. Now you have questions at center, which center, they interact because of the calls and everything going on. You could the, make an argument those are the two most important positions on the offensive line. Correct. And they're both new starters. Yes. And maybe another new starter coming down the pipeline in, in Bodine. 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 Is it Bodine, Bodine? I don't know. Who cares? We'll find out it's later. the offensive line. We've already talked way too much about the offensive line. It's, a, it's an important topic with the team. They made three trades. You Plus they have the 42-year-old franchise quarterback. You might want to protect him. And you can uh, be, He doesn't get hurt anyway, you though. You're relying on the running game. Just look at what they did in the playoffs last year. That was because of the offensive line. Sure. 
that's a sneak preview. Turn watch do your job on Wednesday night. It's all about how they um succeeded in the playoffs. They learned their well, identity was NFL Network. Oh, I get that. Yeah. Okay, good. You can get an advanced copy? No, I'm not special like you. Yeah. Maybe I'll send it to you. Yeah. Probably not. I probably won't watch it, so it doesn't matter. Um do do do. One of the surprises for the roster <laughs> was uh Obi Melfanu staying on the roster. I don't really get it. Neither do I. What's he gonna do? He was given the time to sell me on him. I can't. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I don't understand. Seven 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 nine. Somebody call in and sell me on him. <laughs> I don't understand it. We have a caller. Oh, we can't have callers. Oh, we don't take bummer. callers on yeah, a podcast. Call for them right now, and everyone will call in as they hear you say that. <laughs> um, I don't get it, but I don't uh, know what who else like could have made the roster instead of him. I didn't even consider him for my roster. Like me I neither. Just didn't want any part of him. He was around. What does he, do? he was around a lot last year. He's really the ultimate impress. tease. He's, yeah, he's like a great a athlete. Great athlete. Look, one of my bust players. They got yeah. rid of a, a lot of the bust players. Maybe they felt they still needed one. Uh, I told you. I talked to Don Brown, Michigan defense coordinator, who was at UConn when he uh, Obi was there. Yep. He's really rooting for him. Loves him. Sure. I just think it's another example of Bill has these guys athletically. He falls in love with and thinks I can find a role for him. I can make it work. But he was on he's the team big, for half fast. of last year. He right. Did Remember, he played. Was it Chicago? He played some game early on, yep. and it went. He made like three or four bad plays, and they immediately pulled the plug. Yeah, off. Yeah, he didn't really play much at all. I think he was inactive for all so, three playoff games. I don't, I don't really get it. He, he wouldn't but, surprise me if he's one of the first guys that has gone from the roster. Yeah, because point. they're going to need to make a move to get Ben Watson back on the roster. Yep. Maybe Lance Kendricks if they keep him around. I doubt it. And they're then, not going to have four tight ends, are they? Probably not. So if they were going to bring Kendricks but and Watson could, they, back, they, one of the tight ends probably goes. Right. Right. Um. So I don't know. They always have that one guy. Good answer. On the, they they always have. Be sure that, to listen to the off day podcast where Ryan Hannibal know. will tell you, "quote I don't know." <laughs> they always have one guy that sticks around that nobody has any idea why. Jordan Richards. Yes, uh, and I would put him in the same class. Looked like he should be able to play. Smart, hardworking, jacked out of his mind, can run. Yeah, Bill told us that he was drafted. Play. You guys are gonna like this guy. And I did. I Every didn't. everywhere except when he played football on yeah, defense. Nice guy. Stunk. Yeah, he was bad. Stinkhead. He, he got cut again, actually. Yeah, he's the career is coming to an end. Second round pick too. He might want to ja- join the coaching staff of uh, oh. James Ferentz and uh, not Danny Etling. Danny Etling's had a job. He's on the Atlanta Falcons practice squad. This podcast for now, sadly, is not called the Danny Etling podcast. He was keep, cut. keeping up with Danny Etling right now. Well, we Try. just did it, so now it's over. Okay, yeah, let's move beyond. There's not much to keep up with. Interest. He's on the practice squad. I'm leaving. Where are you going? <laughs> Getting away from Danny Etling talk. Yeah, it was a nice story. He had a nice fourth preseason game. But was it a nice story? Yeah. Who cared about Danny Etling? Me. I do find it interesting, speaking of stories, quick side, that Danny Etling was the story early in camp. Not of New England and the Patriots, but SportsCenter was doing oh, crap, yeah. ESPN's <laughs> main that. page. And now Gunnar Olszewski is on ESPN's main page talking about you know how he made it and the roller coaster and all that. What? Why? It's because it's New England, the New England Patriots. People care about the Patriots. People yeah, how about you talk about things like, I don't know, the Houston Texans and their debacle of trades. Yeah, let's get into that. Or Brian Flores yeah. maybe putting his stamp on his tenure in Miami. I was a fan of Brian Flores' move, basically gutting his whole roster and basically going yeah, with his Yeah, just don't guys. tell me you're trying to win. Yeah. I mean, I understand the guys that are there well, will try to win, yeah. but you're not trying to win when you get rid of two of your better players. Right. Right. I mean, and I know he can't voice it. There's certain things you can't say. There's sports lies, whatever. Right. But you and, and well, they're I try, love the trade. They're gonna try to win each week. They just don't want the talent to win. Right. They don't even know who their left tackle is. They barely know who their quarterback is. Yeah, I don't even know why Ryan Fitzpatrick's starting a quarterback. Right. So well maybe because they uh, don't want Josh Rosen to get killed if he's not quite ready and the offensive line's not quite ready. I don't sure. know. 
Maybe not. Maybe Rosen just stinks. Um, but don't tell me you're trying to win. You're trying to win three or four years from now and setting Which the foundation. Which I think is the right move. This trade, two first-round picks and a second-round pick, is the Herschel Walker deal by comparison. It's, yeah. It could lay the foundation when you look back in a few years and say, wow, that's when they turned it around. They pulled off that trade. And the flip side of that is Houston Texans, I don't know what, what they're doing. What are they doing? Well, I told you, when you make a life coach your general manager <laughs> and let him make trades, and it sounds like he's involved— Billy O'Brien, maybe. Yeah, but, but where's, Jack Easterby. Where is Bill O'Brien in this? He's been around long enough saying, like, what are we doing here? And I don't know which trade is worse, quite honestly. Add sending two first round picks in a second. Uh, it's really bad. Yeah. But you gave up a franchise player where you got a third round pick, which would be what you'd get conditionally if you lose him. Right. You got a guy named Barkevius Mingo, who uh, I, I don't even Stinks. know what. You, he was going to get cut in Seattle and some other guy. And. You paid half his franchise tag. That was a big thing. You to had me. to lure him into signing it by paying half the money. Right. Holy highway robbery for the Seattle Seahawks. And for rates relating to the Patriots, if you're Nick Casario and this GM job is suddenly waiting for you, right. my first round picks just got I pissed was away. Say, they don't have. He has nothing to work with. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't really know what it, Houston's doing. It probably doing. doesn't impact Nick Casario going there. If he's going to go there, he's going to go there. He's not going to look at how many right. picks they have. But it's just strange. It is strange and. I also don't look at Houston as yeah, are they better one now? player away. They're better. But for like this year. But are they the one player away to guaranteed to win? No, they're no. not. So they sold out the future in a lot of ways for a run right now. They have a better left tackle, which, oh, by the way, they traded their left tackle to Seattle a couple of years ago in part because of the whole kneeling thing, right? Yeah, I remember that. So Dwayne Brown couldn't be there. So now they're going to have to pay Laramie Tunsil a bunch of money. Right. I don't know whether he's worth it or not. He's certainly not worth two first-round picks and a bunch Definitely of money. Not. You've added a nice receiver in Stills as your third. Yeah, I think I, Will Fuller, DeAndre Hopkins, Stills is a pretty good third receiver. Yeah, and that and helps all these out, people that, that think the Patriots have the Watson. best receivers, you might look at that as a place that has better receivers now. Certainly helps help Deshaun Watson. Yes, but are they going to win it all? They have a better chance, but probably not. Probably not. I mean, so I don't know what they're doing. I think Seattle's better off for it, and I think long-term Miami could be better off for it. Brian I, Flores, there was also talk that there was going to be like a mutiny if yeah. they traded Laramie Tensel. So, but that's Flores. Did he call his bluff? No, I think that's just Flores saying, if you don't like it, I'll just right. cut you. Right. And they had the most They had the most claims on the waiver wire yesterday, yep. so, so clearly he's trying to get the guys that he wants. They get my guys. Which my I, guys. I respect. He's putting his stamp on the team. We're trying to win. It's hard well, to sort of. It's hard to do for a first-year coach, and I think you got to respect that. That's the, like the, the the anti. I guess he's taking some of Bill Belichick and making it into himself, which is the best route for all of these guys. Not, I think that's what Bill O'Brien does. Now he may fail, but Bill O'Brien's a pretty good coach. He's gotten multiple quarterbacks to the playoffs. He makes mistakes in games. There's some issues there, but I think he has succeeded in part because he has been himself. Yes. He has stayed true to himself while mixing in the quote-unquote Patriot way. So we're going to stay away from week one preview. We'll save that for later in the week. We're a two-times-a-week podcast. Yes. So we have time later in the week. When's that going to hit? Thursday? Thursday morning, probably. Thursday morning, the off-day podcast on an on-day when the Patriots will be working as we preview Sunday night football. I'm actually looking forward to that game. I'm looking forward to just an actual game to talk about. That's true. Like, the preseason's the preseason. It's Like, those games are really bad. They are, but... The fourth preseason game was one of the worst football games. You can't have a season without a preseason. Do you? It's worked forever. What's the most popular sport on the planet? Football. Okay. Have they been having four preseason games for like 30 years? Do you need them? Yes. Do you think the the fourth preseason game? How are you going to develop talent? Now, I have my own theory that I spouted on uh, WEEI this week. What was it? Well, it's just 
Mike Lombardi's theory that the joint practices become so valuable. Say. Package those as content, put those on TV, whether you want to run them live or whether you want to package them NFL style and like right. give you storylines, little features built in and make it a three hour show. But you could certainly package those and sell them, have them in the stadium like a spring game in, yeah. in college football. But allow the coaches to script it and say, hey, Vrabel, can you can you blitz me at some point in this series? Let's see how Stidham reacts to right. the blitz or do this. You know, I want to see cover two versus this look, whatever. I think that's the direction you want to go. And then I also think there's the possibility where maybe you have young player only games, sort of like the Patriots opportunity practice. You know, at the end of some practices yeah. where all the vets go and start stretching or right. BSing or and running the third and fourth. And stringers. yeah, they get another 15, 20 minutes. Some things of just like that. But that's what the fourth preseason game has turned into. Right. And I don't have a huge problem with it. I kinda, All sports if, do it. If you're, a ticket, All sports if you're, do if you're it. a ticket holder, you're paying full price. You so. aren't. That's a misnomer. I don't know why people continue to say that. It's half price. Not on, All their tickets are half price. If so you buy on, season tickets, it's actual, listed but, okay. on the ticket as half the, the price of your regular so season games or less. It is? Like I know when I had season tickets for a while there, it was $89 or, or $99 and it was 45 for preseason. I'm sure they add money somewhere else. Hat. Oh, yeah, obviously. That's the, uh, what do they call that? The uh, fluctuating pricing where yeah. the good games are 120 right, it's 100 for this. you're still so you, playing the same price. Yes, which is smart. But don't tell me you're playing full price. But it I says right on the ticket, you, half so, price. But you could pay for that for a joint practice. Like right. I, th- I think the fans and still would sell still your turn beers up. and still sell your hot dogs and your pizzas and your chicken fingers and your jerseys and the kids. Like just look at all the people that went to the and Patriots the, joint practice at Gillette Stadium. And the better would be the kids actually get to see Tom Brady yep. throw. They get to see Marcus Mariota or whoever the other quarterback is throw, as opposed to you know Jarrett Stidham and Brian Hoyer versus Tom Savage and whoever the right. hell it was in Detroit. Those types of things. So yeah, I think we're going to go in a direction where it's going to be altered. You're going to see the growth of joint practices. Sorry, Aaron Rodgers, you might actually have to hold joint practices. And you may see those start to get televised or packaged or somehow made into more. Questions. We got a lot of questions. We did on get a lot Twitter. of questions. You going to read some? Why don't you read the first one? Uh, I got to open my Twitter. Do we had this is a sort of a weird one from Wowza, W L A D D seven three. What is the correct headwear that should be seen in the Patriots locker room? That's obviously a visor. That's a reference in the Gunner Olszewski gangbang yesterday in the Gillette Stadium locker room with all the reporters. In the background, you could see a nice white Nike visor, a <laughs> little dirty, on the large head of Andy Hart. So I was right there doing my job. So did you give that recommendation to Joshua Daniels? Uh, we've always both been visor guys. I told you. Well, Robert Kraft well, sometimes confuses myself and Josh McDaniels, thinks we look remarkably yeah, alike, does yeah. double takes. Wish when when, when did Josh switch to a visor? Because I remember actually watching in this uh, Dear Job thing, they showed old clips of McDaniels, and he was a hat guy. When he realized visors were cooler. Maybe he saw me and was like, damn, Andy looks good in that visor. Because I've worn a visor to camp. Forever since 2000, I've been a visor guy. Some guys just look better in visors. Well, mine's a head size issue. Hats don't fit me. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. I need that extra room. It's like you know, if you're a really tall guy and you got to put the convertible down so your head doesn't hit the ceiling. So it's j- me. You're saying Josh Daniels has a big head? I don't think so. Me neither. He may have a big head in the um, non-literal sense. Yes, but I have a big head in the literal sense. All right. What do you uh, got? Is this English? What has to make Brady focus on throwing to more people and thus open up the offense more? That's from Michael Daly, STP43 fan. I don't get the What does that mean? Something about Brady throwing to more people. I do think there's a concern with... That he's going to focus on Edelman too much? Yes. Now, Josh Gordon, he likes and trusts, seemingly. Does he? Yeah. 
Does he? Why was he throwing in his backyard? Do you invite people over to your backyard that you don't like? I don't know. Because I don't. I don't. If no, I, but if I, I invite you to my backyard, it's because I want to have a I beer with you. I think that there's a misconception. Now I don't invite many men to my backyard. It's just not. A I don't. Backyard. I don't think Brady loves Josh Gordon. I think he loves his talent on the field. Right. So he's going to throw him the ball. If he loves his talent on the field, he's going to throw him the ball. I guess. Just the unless whole, it just, slants like to Stidham the other night when it just bounces off his hands. Just my thing is the whole narrative that Tom Brady loves Josh Gordon. I don't. I don't think is like actually reality. I think he likes him on the field, but I don't think he's going out of his way like the narrative was painted by Jeff Darn and that he's taking him and Giselle out to dinner. No, that was that was too much. That went way too far. I agree. I agree. That was way too much. What do you got? Uh, um, the status of this year's and last year's draft class, uh, which guys are you most excited about this upcoming season? This is from Fwad, and that's Fwad Nihimen. Fwad Nihimen. Um, and he says Bentley. I agree. Bentley is my pick. I'm a linebacker guy, a fullback guy, you know that. And Bentley uh, excites me in that I think he has the potential, not to be as good maybe, but he has that Gerard Mayo, Dante Hightower, big, athletic, not just a thumper, not a cover guy by any means, but the ability to run around a little bit, hit people. Uh, I like him. I think there's a bunch of candidates. Like, if you're a Sony Michelle believer and you think he's going to build off of last year and last postseason and there's more coming and he's going to – I thought he looked really good in his um, runs this I summer. Did too. I did, too. I just can't fully get behind him, though, just because of the injury history and there's always – He really is negative. I, sorry. Do you have a positive take ever? Danny Etling. A serious positive take? Um, so who's your guy? Last year's rookie class or this year's rookie class? Your favorite player, the guy you think you're most excited to see develop? Uh, whew. You don't have one? I think there's a bunch of candidates. The top, you could say Nikhil Harry. Off the, I'm not a big Nikhil Harry. So no guy. Sony Michelle, no Bentley, mm-hmm. no Nikhil Harry. Maybe Damian, Damian Harris. Harris. Maybe. Maybe. I guess I, I'm intrigued by him because I think he can do more than Sony Michelle can. I think he has the ability to catch more passes out of the backfield and contribute that way while also running the ball. So I guess, Isaiah Wynn? I guess Damian Harris. What about Isaiah Wynn? Uh, it's hard to get excited about a tackle. Joan Williams. No. You really are. I know. Because I could get, I could talk myself into a lot of these guys. I could, but I, I don't waste my time. Okay. So I'll just stick with Juwan Bentley, and he'll stick with nobody. He thinks they I'll all stick stink. with Damon Harris. That's Belichick's my guy. a worse position uh, personnel evaluator than we ever thought. Not um, quite, but okay. This is Austin Howard. What's up, Austin? Why should we have hope that Harry will contribute this year? Um, He's be- pretty bummed. Pretty, pretty sure we'll win another Super Bowl, but I was hoping to have a first-round pick type of contribution. It's still possible just because he's missing the first eight games of the season doesn't mean he's going to be a Makes bust. it harder. Yeah, but like... Because what are the chances that he misses eight games and then the next eight games he's right out of the gates good? I'm not... I'm talking, so the ship has sailed I'm on talking, like a thousand yard season. Yeah, actually. And I, that would be a first I, I, round. Well, I, a little off topic story. I made a bet with Kevin Duffy during training camp that Nikhil Harry would have 600 or yards more receiving this year. I'm going to lose that bet. Yes, you are. But we had a little contingency... Or a little asterisk that he needed to play at least eight games. So guess what? It's going to be Wash. He's not playing eight games. Probably not. It's glad I put that but in. But you're not going to win that bet. What about my prediction um, off topic here? Because uh, I still hope he'll contribute. And you don't have to have a lot of uh, production to contribute. No. Like, Malcolm Mitchell gets overrated. Yes, because he had on, a, a nice Super Bowl. Right. So he could have that type of build late in the year and then in the playoffs have a big game. Chris Hogan's AFC title game a couple of years ago, you catch a couple touchdowns. Yeah. You can have a contributing year without putting up a 1,000 yards. If he comes back, if he comes back, he's going to you know play meaningful downs, you would think. Well, I would so, hope. So Luke he, Dawson came back and did nothing. 
But if he comes back and is active, well, I guess Doss was on the roster too. He was um, on the roster, just not on the game days. But they if, said game day. Why don't you take this one off? Sit this one out. Nice little pat on the butt. Eight street. Eight. Did you say weeks. scallops or scallops? Scallops. Scallops. Yep. Okay, that's right. Mark Why? James, wrong again. Just Scallops. a side topic from a radio guy. show I did. We don't say his name on this show. We bleep it out. This is Mark James Free Zone. Make sure you bleep that out in post. Okay? Where was All the, of them. Where was that uh, topic came from? Where did it come from? I said scallops. No, I know. It's scallops. Yeah, I know, but it was somewhere else first. I don't think so. No, this Everything was, this, originates with me. This was this was like a, a thing that like went viral on the internet. It was like a sign somewhere. Oh, what it is, scallops. I agree. If you are a local New Englander, it's scallops. Apparently, I saw some people tell me, even on Twitter... Um, it's like a New York is scallops in certain parts of Connecticut. But if you're a real New Englander, scallops. a real Massachusetts born and bred type person, scallops. I knew that. I didn't have any question. I live down by New Bedford. They get a billion scallops. Remember, there was the whole scandal where the there was like a mafia yeah. whole scallop scandal. Right. 50 boats were like impounded by the FBI. It's scallops. not sca- Now, I th- believe it's scalloped potatoes. Correct. I don't know. I believe it is. I'll take your word for it. Uh, any other questions over there? You have Twitter too. You don't. Re- you don't look at them. No. You got any more? If you have to say it right now, this little bit delving into our next podcast. But if you had to say it right now, which receivers are active for the Pittsburgh game? Julian Edelman, Josh Gordon, Demarius Thomas, Edelman, Gordon, Thomas, Bill okay. Dorsett. Dorsett. That's it. Slater. Slater. That, that's it. Jacoby Myers inactive. Well, I guess Goner. Gunner's active. Yeah. If he's on the roster, he's got to be active. Yeah, it would seemingly make no sense to have him inactive. He's going to return punts. And right. probably kicks. That's the only reason why you kept kicks. him to the roster. Right. Because if, if Brandon Bolden returns kicks and, I don't know, Patrick Chung returns punts, what's the point in even having Gunner on your roster? Okay, I'm going to ju- use this as a jumping off point. Yep. Since we're talking about roster and jobs and competition, yep. um, which running back is inactive? Damian Harris. So your guy, you're putting all your eggs in Damian Harris's basket, and he's inactive. Healthy scratch to start his career. Well, you, you make an argument that he's not fully healthy. You will make that, right? Yeah. You could also make an argument, if fully healthy, he'd still be inactive, correct? Yes. Could Rex Burkhead be inactive? Could be, but I don't think the first game. Because the best way to keep Rex Burkhead healthy is to make him inactive. But what? You, so what are you going to do, just play him down the, end, down the stretch of the season? Well, you need him when somebody gets dinged up, when James White late in the year starts to wear down. Did We've you buy the LaShawn McCoy interest? No. Me that either. was a total, total BS. His I don't agent, know where Crapsheet got that. I think his agent threw oh, it out Patriots. there. And anytime you throw the Patriots name in, usually their stock rises. Like We know Crapsheet has a direct line to the Patriots, correct? Crapsheet? Yeah, that's what I call him. Okay. Because most of the stuff he spews is crap. Interesting. Crap sheet. He has a direct line to the Patriots. If an agent tells you the Patriots are interested, don't you shoot a text and say, are you guys really interested in McCoy? Yeah, that's sort of like... And I'm not saying you need to call the agent out, but when you report it, just remove Patriots so you don't look right. like a jackass. It's kind of common sense. Just look... Just look I, mean, I know that... And six I running know, backs that's what I'm saying. I know these guys don't know the depth chart of the Patriots, but like you know most of those guys. Um, last, last question. Kakar! Here. Uh, how much do you buy into the fact that Demarius Thomas and Tom Brady are always talking on the sideline? I don't think it's only because Thomas is a client. Um, I don't believe that they were always talking on the sideline. They talk a lot. From what I saw Thursday they night. They seem to like each other. Well, yeah, Brady was too busy trying to cut uh, Winovich's hair. He was talking to he, him and— He was in a playful mood. He was not serious Tom Brady. I think he knew he had the night off and was sort of goofing around. But he and Edelman were so talking So Brady goofs around. Don't yeah. tell Scott Zolak. 
because he says these Patriot players, they wear their pads and they're in the game and they're invested in the sanctity of a football oh, game. Brady was so invested last Thursday Not night. Not at all. He was. I think he may have actually cut his hair. I think he showered at halftime. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was ready to get the hell out of there. <laughs> he left like when we were outside waiting to get in the locker room. He, he had was, a hot dog. It was weird. He, he did not have a hot dog. No. You no. think he's had a hot dog in the last five years? No, I haven't had a hot dog in five years. What is wrong with you? I don't know. Hot dogs are, are you disgusting. not an American? Hot dogs are disgusting. What a commie! Just found out I'm working with a Russian over here. <laughs> I had one like yesterday, so hot dogs are awesome. No, can't get. You might be fired. I'm a picky. John eater. might be taking over full time. I'm a picky eater. We'll get we'll get down the yeah. Road. So are kids, and they live I'm on a, hot I'm, dogs. I'm a kid. Yeah, but kids live on hot dogs. I live on chicken fingers. Wow, <laughs> that just ruined my day. Labor Day. Hot dogs are being eaten across America. Lobster. I have some lobster. Oh, you're an elitist. I guess lobster, the most overrated food on the planet. It's up there, actually. Way too Thank expensive. You. Too expensive, and people like get all hot and bothered. Like, it's lobster. It's fine. It's good, but it doesn't like. I don't have an orgasm when I eat it. It doesn't change my world. Yeah, does it? To it's pay good. To pay like thirty dollars for right. a lobster roll. No yeah, thanks. I like lobster mac and cheese, and I regret Delicious. it every time because I pay like thirty five bucks for it. And when I'm the like, regular mac and cheese is like eighteen. Right. I if that, yeah. and get the kid mac and cheese for like six ninety nine. Where are we going here? How long is this going? We're getting out of here. Okay. We're, so, Those are good questions, by the way. Keep, keep the questions coming. coming and help us out. Go to Twitter. Follow at OffDayPod, O-F-F-D-A-Y-P-O-D. I spell it out every time. Please We do. still have a steak dinner in the running. This is the slowest race to 1,000 followers that has ever existed. We're still losing to the hockey people. I don't know don't how that happens. Don't understand it. We have a lot of listeners, but apparently you don't want to follow on Twitter. Now, Ryan has posed the idea that they hate the uh, information and the content that comes out on the Twitter feed. He's given harsh, harsh critiques to John Anderson, our producer. But follow us on Twitter and subscribe. iTunes, I know we're on. Stitcher is coming. I've been told... Isn't all it took was an email to get a little box checked off. So it should be so it should Stitcher be there. is coming. Spotify, subscribe to us, listen to us. If you hate the fantasy aspect of the off day podcast or you hate the gambling off day podcast, don't know why you do. It's good stuff. It's fine. I don't care yeah, you either way. Definitely listen to the gambling one, especially. Delete them or don't listen to them. Just don't subscribe them. to the whole feed. You can delete them. Just stay subscribed. I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> Just enjoy us. Listen to us. Thank you. We'll we'll talk to you later in the week when we preview week one Patriots Steelers. James Conner, Ben Roethlisberger, Juju, Patriots Steelers Sunday night. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. Bruins fans looking for more coverage of your favorite hockey team? Follow the Skate Pod hosted by Scott McLaughlin, Brian DeFelice, and me, Bridget Pru. Get your Bruins coverage from WEI's team of Bruins writers. We're the people who are at the games and talk to the players every week. For analysis of every Bruins game and exclusive interviews with the players, listen to the Skate Pod on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.